Welcome back to the Midwest Scrubcast. We have got a lot of worlds talk to get to, particularly because our co-host Matt Carey is here reporting back from his visit to the most prestigious X-Wing event of the year. What's up, party people? It's Matt Carey. Uh, also on this podcast is Dan Peterson. How's it going? Uh, also joining us tonight is the salt monster, Clint Hewson. Hello. And let's go back to the girl. <laughs> Emily Restall. Thank you. Um, so our main topic of conversation this week, obviously, is Worlds. And since one of us was there in person, I'm going to turn it over to Matt for a while to talk about his experience and um, how he, his flights went uh, on day 1A or 1B. One, 1B, one one B, sorry. Yeah, yeah, day 1B. No, that's fine. <laughs> So on Tuesday of last week, we uh, Bob Howell, the Falcon King from St. Louis, uh, or you know Arch Alliance, uh, started making our trek up. We got in about one thirty a.m. and checked into our Airbnb, which was like four minutes from the uh, the auditorium, which was awesome. So it, it didn't take long to get there at all every morning. How long was your drive? Uh, eight and a half hours, I think. It sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, the, the only par- bad part about that, there was like one really long stretch after you hit Hannibal, Missouri, and you wait till you get to like Mount Pleasant, I- Iowa. Yeah, and it just takes forever, and there's nothing there. We were like, well, we'll get something to eat after we pass Hannibal. Didn't see anything forever. Uh, and then... Uh, so we made it up there. Uh, Bob was going up for the last chance qualifier the day, uh, the day after. So I mean, I'm sure he was a little bit tired, but um, he didn't have such a good run. I mean, he he won uh, a decent amount, but uh, and every time I check on him, he had a great engagement. It's just he he mentioned he had some dice problems, and I'll also mention a little bit about, a little bit about that. It's it's annoying to blame dice, but. We both kind of got into that groove. Um, so he ended up not making it through the last chance qualifier, which was, you know, sad times. Uh, I don't remember what his final record was. I want to say three and three, but he was low enough on the three and three totem pole to not make it. Uh, but while he was doing that, I was playing pods, uh, which was so the first pod I you know, signed up for had Paul Heaver, Marcel Manzano, Duncan Howard, Brandon Proko. So, you know, just no names in X Wing. <laughs> so that was, I was like, holy goodness, I, I don't know, uh, this is going to be crazy. So I only ended up playing against um, of those big names. It was uh, Brandon Prokos and Duncan Howard. And uh, I ended up winning the pod. So, you know, like my ego swelled like three times as big that day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean i mean we're playing you know just whatever list we want to play it's not super serious anyway so I, i'll i'll let that tamper my ego uh, so uh so that was pretty crazy and it was cool to win it and it also got me a lot of tickets for the prize wall which i'll also talk about um but then I also did a, a pod later that day, which it was very cool because then I got to meet a lot of uh, people from other parts of the world, you know, which is, you know, cool because you're at Worlds. So uh, 
the three people that I played in that were uh, a guy named Richard Greenaway. Then the next guy after that was, uh, I think he might have been the Italian uh, Nationals winner, the their grand championship, but I'm not 100% certain. I tried to back that up, but I couldn't find any data on that, so I d- couldn't figure out who what the guy's name was, and I wasn't going to sh- search through List Fortress and go through each one. But uh, and then the final guy that I played was Steve Bolton. But uh, the the two guys that I do do know their names of, I got to talk with a lot. And Richard Greenway was awesome. He had a uh, a Lobot like headband from Episode Two, uh, Lando's <laughs> nice. dude, and like the lights on it. That's fantastic. Are actually timed up to actually what they blinked at in empire strikes back so that was awesome so that's really cool um that's pretty nerdy yeah it's wonderfully nerdy but i mean and they were great guys i mean it was just awesome uh you know and we kept checking in on each other whenever we were doing our runs i'd check on it on them they'd check on me and it it was it was cool that i made friends you know from you know a third of the way around the world it was very cool very cool uh particularly against steve bolton I had abysmal dice in the pod, and so much that after the game, he came over and gave me a hug. He's like, "I'm sorry," <laughs> he was like, but I was just like, you know, it's pods; it doesn't matter. I'm getting tickets either way. Um, and uh, so that was that was my first day was those two pods, and that was fantastic. Uh, next day is something that we need to try here in St. Louis. Uh, Aces High is a fantastic, fun format. Everybody like. So there was the tournament that FFG put on, but then a lot of us, when we would do pods, after we had played that, our pod would be an Aces High tournament. So Uh, what is the Aces High format? So Aces High, at least in, I mean, you can select different points to, you know, build to, but they had, you pick one ship, uh, doesn't matter, uh, small, medium, large base, build it up to 80 points, and then when you... The person, first person to score a hit on an undamaged opponent gets a point. And then when you destroy an opponent, you get two points. And then you get a bounty on you. Is there any initiative? Like, cap? Uh, yeah. Can yeah. you not just, like, no, you an can, I-2? I mean, you could probably set up your own one. But uh, everybody, you know, it was the lowest initiative that I saw was I-4. And that was uh, Echo, which she did fine yeah. in that tournament. She did great. Uh, but it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's aces high. I would imagine you want to fly the aces, but yeah. you could stack out a low initiative. Yeah. Well, with I mean, all the upgrades, I, like since I, I tried Eloasti, Asti, mm-hmm. Eloasti, because it's something I, you know, had flown maybe once yep. before and, but I was able to kit it out and just, just put a ton of upgrades on. And, uh, the thing that kind of stinks is, is like being the first player you have a, a higher chance of being that first person to score a hit and if you're the last person you're the most likely going to be do, doing cleanup so then you're going to be getting the kills in so being those people in between kind of stinks but it's still enough to where you're enjoying it and having a lot of fun so when you take out somebody that has a bounty you get their points and they can keep huh. collecting bounties um if you go off the board uh, and I, th- I found out later that they said if you kill yourself in any way, uh, you you lose a point 
and then you lose points equal to the bounty that you have on you. So you can't just like run away and huh. I mean, interesting. You can, but you lose all your points. But uh, so it was just good fun. Uh, and then uh, so I played that with Bob Howe as well. He was in it, and he was actually flying Echo, and it was she is just tons of fun to fly anyway. But in there, you know, being able to outmaneuver a couple different opponents you're always going to be shooting at somebody outmaneuvered uh i saw a table next to me where somebody was flying guri and they had one less person and when it's guri versus two ships she just she wrecked the entire table how many players is it supposed to be it's supposed to be four but i saw people trying to fit eight onto a table it gets a little gets a little cramped but yeah um but i think four is a good amount and you're supposed to play to six points, but they just let you collect as many points until you hit, I think it was an hour and five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's tons of fun. I would like to see even see a tournament of that. That would just, I mean, nothing super serious, just, you know, a casual tournament because it, it's probably very unbalanced. Uh, Maybe we could do that for a kit tournament or something. Actually, that might work out really well at the collector store with the limited time that we have. Very true. That's true. Yeah. Good point. And you could you could, you get four people playing at the same time, so yeah. you, yeah, no, that's not a bad idea. Uh, so anyway, after that day, I uh, ended up uh, hitting up. Oh no, I, I had one more pod where I met two guys, uh, Mike and Ryan from Minnesota. I actually don't know their last names, but uh, Ryan, it was very cool. Uh, flattering at the same time, Ryan was flying Jenden Inquisitors, and I was he he was like, "Yeah, I've been playing this list." I was like, "Yeah, I, I flew to Gen Con and got top two. He was like, "Wait, what's your name?" I was like, "I'm Matt Carey," and he was like, "Oh, dude, I'm flying your list." I was like, <laughs> "That's hilarious," <laughs> you know. There's my ego swelling again, <laughs> but I mean, he's. I mean, both those guys were really cool. I played against uh, Mike in the Aces High as well. I think he he won one of the ones that I was playing. But, uh, yeah, great guys. And, um, uh, again, just there were people that you would talk to, you know, through it. You know, it's like these people I'll probably never see again. But it was just really cool, you know, to immediately become friends with somebody just because you're, you know, playing a game with them. Uh, It's one of the great things about the X-Wing community for sure. Yeah. Uh, So on to the actual event. Uh, The... Was I, I think I, I had uh, day 1B, which was Friday. And my first match was against uh, James Dowdle from the 186 Squadron. I believe he's on their 186 podcast as he well. Yep. Um, great guy. Just fantastic. You know, just super friendly. Got a uh, ship marker from him. And, nice. Um, so he was flying 5A. It was Tally, Greer, um what's her name zari and just two i1 uh ships a a wings and uh he uh, i set up to not joust him that way he couldn't block the inquisitor so i get my evade action so we still did a joust but it was modified so he couldn't just like five straight at me and make sure i didn't get actions um and in the first engagement three a wings shot at one inquisitor and overkilled it i think he got five damage onto it and i i went to gate of storms to look up the probability of that it seems (laughs) unlikely no it's very very unlikely the the average damage from one of them was 
uh, I mean, from all three shooting at him was less than one damage I was supposed to be taking. Mm -hmm. And then if all five of them shot at an Inquisitor, it's 2.1 expected hits. So that it didn't feel good. And that's how the rest of the match went because those, the, I, in return for blowing up an Inquisitor and putting another shield on another Inquisitor, I did. I shot all my ships at one ship and did two shields worth of damage. It was painful, but uh, still, it was it was <clears throat> fine because you know James was cool, and I was like, ah, you know, I got plenty plenty more matches to play. Time to submarine. Yeah, yeah I'll submarine. Yeah. So uh, my second match was against Alex Bruce. Uh, he was flying. Obi was, I think it was just uh, Obi with 7B, Mace with 7B, and Sense, and then Broadside with an Ion Cannon Turret. And 7th, no, not 7th Fleet. Yeah, 7th Fleet Gunner, the one that lets you pump, pump up the, the dice yeah. for taking. Yeah, that's 7th Fleet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, in that opening engagement, he shot mace and obi at one of my uh, at another inquisitor i felt like i got the engagement right again and he shot at the inquisitor and killed it he overkilled that one as well and i was just like ah. in exchange i did more damage I, I did get four four damage into obi and one of them was a crit so that was very cool but since the one of the inquisitors was overkilled uh, he was ps killed or initiative killed now I didn't get the return shot for him, and then I feel like Dice abandoned me still more there. Uh, so, no, it's not asking for any sympathy from my Dice, but they weren't doing me favors. <laughs> now, the third game, I didn't catch the name of the guy because I how I keep track of people's names is I take pictures of the match slips. Well, this match slip got away from me before I recorded his name, but he was flying Obi Rick in two arcs, and... Uh, Rick had Chopper. I really dislike Chopper. <laughs> I don't want to try it. It's yeah, it's it seems like fun. It's really good when you know that you're you intend to run into somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like for a higher uh, initiative ship, if you intend to run into them, you know, they, your opponent has to consider it. For a lower initiative, you don't mind as much because you know you're you're you can get to a point. You know, you do your one hard, say, and then you give them a jam token. Or if you're a Jedi, you can do your maneuver, then do your fine tune and get close enough to jam as well because they're the same timing window. It's, I would not be opposed to seeing him go up in price because it was, it was dirty when it was happening. And since my list synergizes off of having target locks. Mm-hmm. I was it, about to say that's a hard counter to what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would think that you'd want, Chopper more on a Jedi than someone like Rick just because you can jam off your own evade token and like you said the Jedi can reposition before yeah uh, before it happens so you have a better chance of, of being where you need to be yeah uh, Nathan Knighty was actually running Luminara with Chopper on yeah uh, that was, so uh, that was fun to watch I actually had I came against an opponent that's my fourth opponent that had oh, yeah. that but uh, in this match the dice flipped and I diced my opponent and it didn't mm-hmm. feel good. It, it doesn't feel good to dice your opponent or get diced by your opponent because I I was rolling slightly above average dice, but he was rolling just blank after blank after blank after blank. That and, does suck. And yeah, it doesn't I, feel good both ways. I mean, yeah. And I could see him, because it was that was an elimination match, I could just see after each one, 
he was like it was hitting him each time you know each time i hit one of his ships he got hit as well um so that didn't it, the sad part about you know my world's experience with the actual tournament is you know most of my matches were just dice matches which is more of a thing in second edition it is. because but i'm kind of happy about that because i don't want you know four di- four dice harpoons that will always hit four hits back that's not cool um but uh so i won my third match so i went on to my fourth match um was against uh justin Baumgartner, who is uh yeah, uh, I think he goes by Ed LeBaum. I I don't know. I don't I, I don't get it, but you know. So he was flying. It's a name that I recognize. Yeah, I, I know, recognize I, the name too. Yeah. Uh, Tim, you know Tim Horsler, who was also there. You know, he's uh, formerly out of St. Louis. Now he's the crate arch crate. You know, it's a mixture <laughs> he's of a the crate two. on top. Yeah, he's a crate <laughs> on top, but is also still beloved of the Arch Alliance. But he, uh, so Justin Bumgardner was flying Obi, uh, Lumi with Chopper, and then two, uh, two arcs. And when Obi, and Obi had sense. So with sense, he always knew where to have Lumi if uh, on the lower initiative, or no, uh, just where to position everybody. But then Lumi was constantly chopping people. Never, she never even had to use her her actual ability. She was just there, tossing out a jam, which again, like we were saying, just does not synergize well with my list. But this is actually the first match where I got outflown. So that was cool. It sounds weird to say that that's cool, but if that's you, the way you're going to lose. Then yeah. that's the better way to lose. Yeah. yeah. No, we we had acceptable dice, you know, and as like I put some damage in, he put some damage in, and but then in the end, I got outflown, and that's the way I would like to lose. So yeah. But at that point, I was out, out, and you know, there's bittersweet for the rest of the day. I was very nonplussed. I didn't have a lot of emotions that were positive and then like two two hours after i finally just i was like okay now i'm very disappointed that was annoying but uh overall the world's experience in, in general because the next day just you know playing pods doing more uh aces high but one of the pods was um i flew gurry fen and fantastic fun i i didn't realize how much i missed playing that list because I've been flying the Inquisitors, which is just, I know the list. It's not super a lot of fun to play it. I did play against it twice for the first, for the first time. It's, it's a tough nut to crack. It's annoying. If, if it actually rolls good dice, like I, I flew uh, Vader's Vader, uh, echo Psy versus it. And I could not put damage into an Inquisitor unless I had two ships shooting at one fully modified. Uh-huh. And that's how I was kind of hoping it would go for my world's experience, but it did <laughs> not so much. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it, so, uh, but uh, flying Gurry Fen, you know, switching back from Inquisitors to that, I had so much fun. I flew against uh, Paul Heaver's list, somebody else was flying it, and uh, despite. Nantex being kind of an MPE for two ships that really want to be range one, 
I was able to hack it out and getting a range one advanced proton torpedo from Gurry is just fantastic experience. It's just like, and here's three kits, crits, two hits and have a nice day. You're gone. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, just, just plain fun. And I got to get, uh, so I got, you know, my Plo Koon and some templates. I got the Luke cardboard and dial uh, from the prize wall. And I also got some gifts for you guys. Oh, gifts. I like Uh, gifts. Emily, I got you a, um, Actually, Bob Howe and I went in together on this one and on uh, Dan's gift as well. But it's a a chew, Chewbacca something, something Aww, plastic. Yeah, chewy. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. a plastic Chewy. Nice. Fantastic. Uh, Dan, we got you a challenge coin because the options were to get you a Dangar, a contracted scout, or like a Teltraver, which is that's nothing exciting. No, <laughs> it's yeah. like even if you flew that ship, I still wouldn't want to get it for you. <laughs> So, so here's a, a challenge coin, since I know you like to use them as shield tokens. I do. Thank you, sir. And then somebody also gave me a little Boba Fett uh, head that you can use as a target lock. Nice. And then, Clint, for you, you like Jedis, right? <laughs> a uh, little bit. So I this isn't actually off the prize wall, but it's uh, the Plo Koon card that, I was, that they give you, the... Uh, Battle meditation, the calibrated laser targeting, and the Delta Seven alt arts that are you know have all the fancy gold stuff on it, and I hope you enjoy. It. Awesome, thank you. I like to play Jedi, <laughs> so <laughs> that can go with. It. But and I also got a another Plo Koon for myself that I'm probably going to sell just to fund my whole trip because you yeah, know makes sense. Yep, and that's my my world's experience. I uh, got to catch a few things on the way home and. Uh, so before we move on as a blogger i am a fanboy tell me (laughs) how was phil gc (laughs) he was cool i i i only talked to him for like two minutes uh he uh you know he was i don't i didn't want to come off as a fanboy myself i was just like hey we you and i talked one time when i won the gold squadron classic and talked about boba gurry and he was like oh yeah 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 and uh, we talked a little bit about Scum and how there was that uh, weird Torkoal Swarm list that mm-hmm. had... Uh, Torkoal Seavor and three Kirex or something no, different? it was Torkoal Seavor, L337, Unkar Plut, oh, loaded to Yeah, the nines. guy who uh, who placed first in Swiss that day, yeah, right? Yeah, 7 and 0. Yeah. yeah. No, it, so he, went, he and I were talking about that, and it was just... I was like, okay... I, I, I looked at him, I was like, hey, man, don't take this the wrong way, but... I don't want you to win worlds because I don't want to see scum go back up in price. And then <laughs> scum makes like several in the top cut two it's in a, the top four. Yeah. Two in the top four. Yeah. It's, it's, which makes me think I must be doing something horribly, horribly wrong. Ah, uh, no, I don't know. It's so I was very, uh, I don't know. It, it was again, I was, I didn't spend too much time talking to him cause I didn't want to, you know, uh, you know, fangirl and Super squ- squee. Out. Right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, it was very cool. Um, yeah, no, so it, it was cool. He's a lot taller than I thought he was. He was tall. He's taller than me. And I was just like, oh, I, you know, I've seen pictures of him on Facebook and he just, you know, but you know, he's six foot something. Big guy. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. So were there any dice in the prize wall? Uh, eventually. Eventually. I, <laughs> after you all left. I heard of, I heard something after we about left. that. 
but really? uh, it was like you could spend 20 tickets, which is a, a decent amount of tickets because a Plo Koon cost 30. So, yeah. and you could get three dice for it, and it was random a random grab bag. Huh. Oh, that's yeah. not so not, cool. No, that's especially cool. with as many, like the picture that they put up for it had a lot of the black dice, and I know we're kind of uh, the black dice rich around here, and you can't Got read the red ones anyway. So, yeah, no. I would have considered it if I had been able to see them and if I had been there, you know, because they, right. they mentioned it and we were like, well, we're driving home, so can't really buy those. Yeah, spend 20 tickets, get two black dice and one sparkle or something. Yeah, no, I would like I would that'd, like some, bad. some sparkly reds or something like that to mm-hmm. to match my black green, black green ones defense dice because it's you can read those. You can't really read. Somebody at the actual tournament had colored the reds in a more like yellow, like mm-hmm. the, the 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 hit star and then the critical yeah. hit star. And mm-hmm. as long as you use a marker, it, it's like a per- paint marker. There's permanent marker, and then they like I think indelible marker was the other one that you mm-hmm. could use, which are like indelible is actually a type of marker. So you know huh. what a, you know a style of marker, I yeah. guess I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I've seen someone had a picture on Reddit. They had it orange, and yeah. they, you could definitely tell uh, yeah. what they were way better than what you can with the reds. The reds are terrible. Yeah, no. yeah. I'd actually like to consider doing something to mine because it's kind of disappointing because the only special dice I have are these red and green ones, and I can only really use the green ones because the red ones are just dumb. I just so. use them anyways and make myself and my opponent guess is what yeah, they actually yeah. are. I spent sixty dollars on special dice, you know. They're they're uh, sweet. Yeah, gold Han Solo Rim expansion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a really fun game, though. Yeah, we gotta no, play it, that again. Is, that was a lot of fun. We should definitely do that again. Um, but yeah. So, uh, do we want to continue on to uh, worlds that's worlds not talk, me? Right? Not the worlds that's not me. Worlds talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's go. Let's go talk about um, worlds in general a little bit and talk about day two, which uh, um, Matt was unfortunately not participating in. Um, sad day. Sad. Yes. So um, I wanted to specifically talk about the top eight. I mean, we can talk about general trends as well, um, but let's at least go through this top eight because I it definitely was not what I was expecting, and I think not what anyone else was expecting either. Um, so we had, so the, the four who made it to the top eight, um, were, um, Bartas name. I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, uh, a little funny story about that is they tried to page him over the, uh, PA at one point and they had that same problem right there. <laughs> they were like, Bartas, uh, please report to me. <laughs> Yes. Um, so Bartos was flying an A-Wing Swarm. Um, we had Kalen Wong with sort of a modified A-Wing Swarm that had three A's and then Finn and Vi Marathi. We had He was flying the the Finn that had... Uh, it's the Resistance card, right? Yes, yeah. that was yeah. the, it's the... It's the Resistance Finn. You were there. I'm confused now because I need... I want to see that. I what really want to... G8 175 G8 or something, something. Along I don't have droid. I didn't yeah. know that that was a... Th- that somebody... I heard somebody... In day one A, shout out! It's the resistance. Yeah, but I, it, it probably was the mad scientist Kalen. Every time he was on stream, you could hear all the people in the background screaming, "It's the resistance!" <laughs> whenever Finn would come oh, out. Oh man, it I, was I, pretty yeah. funny. I'm gonna. I can't wait to catch up on this. That's mm-hmm. one thing that was weird about being at Worlds is I couldn't watch any Worlds content. And 
like going through our our chat and it's just like you guys are more in touch with what's happening at worlds while i'm at worlds and i don't know what's going on <laughs> that's really funny yeah i, can I was, see I was being glued, a problem though glued to the tv for two days straight yeah almost yeah. three <laughs> yeah so so yes i am kind of curious as to how much the it's the resistance did for him g- given that he out of i'm sure many ace a-wing swarmish things that he made it to the top mm. um because i've always i've i've felt about it's the resistance that it's kind of you know iffy in terms of you know in terms of like it's not it didn't sound powerful to me yeah but i suppose there is some value in one being able to protect a ship for several rounds and have it not even have a yeah. chance to get shot at but then also two to bring it in after that with um, a lot more flexible positioning. You yeah. can decide yeah. where the, you want it to come The game in. that I saw on stream that he played in, he used it like, I mean, essentially it was an insta-flank. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah, would draw right. his opponents over, kind of over into a corner, and then all of a sudden Finn, who's not the most maneuverable ship in the world, but is survivable, survivable and can hit hard, right behind them okay. mm-hmm. and so now you suddenly had to deal with these two different flanks of ships and make choices that's what i was curious about who he put it on because i'm i like i i've you know a couple of locals have tried using it and they've used it with chewbacca which i've really enjoyed you know i thought it was a fine way to do it and mm-hmm. chewy coming in behind you three turns later he's a heavy hitter while all the other ships are flanking it's very cool but i i would have never thought to it's the Slap resistance. It on the big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The big deal. He's actually. I mean, he's like the little deal now. You know, mm-hmm. he's the the less big deal now. Yeah. Uh-huh. The value size deal. <laughs> but still good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yep. Okay. So moving on, we also had Jonathan Cock with Boba Fenn, and that was extremely. That was probably the biggest shock of the top eight. Yes. Was yeah. that a a two ship scum list? He made was, it to he the was top from eight. the Netherlands, I think. Uh, I think that's what they said on stream. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. from the Netherlands. Yeah, I just th- that's fantastic. I, I mean, as much as this means that you know scum is not going to go down in price, it, it's it's which oh, whatever you know I'll live with that. But uh, I mean, it's I scum's my home faction, so I'm happy to see him do well, and I'm I want to see matches because. It, I want to. I want to. I want to watch it. You know, it's like I flew Boba Gurry at the beginning, and it'll be great to see Boba Fan do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had well, talked and, about. Uh, yeah, uh, we talked about it, Boba. and I, even other people who talked to me about flying Boba Gurry, I've told them repeatedly that I thought that Boba Fan was probably the correct choice to deal with I sixes in the meta right now. Mm-hmm. But you can't get away from Gurry. But I can't get away from Gurry, so it's not an option for me. But, you know, hey, other people should do it. She's a controlling mistress. She is. <laughs> um, okay, and uh, the last person who made it to top eight is Paul Olson with a seer swarm. Um, who knew droid swarms are good? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. seer swarms. <laughs> who, know, who knew that? No, I mean, that was one thing that I consistently saw all over the place was droid swarms, whether it was soon, the soon six swarm, mm-hmm. a lot of seer swarms. Uh, seer swarm mm-hmm. is super good. 
and a lot of variations of it. Yeah. You would have Seer in seven or Seer in six with a bunch of rockets or grappling. Or Seer or with Chertek. Chir and, and, and a bunch of droids. Yeah, I know. There was so many variations yeah. of it. And I think they, uh, CIS or Separatist had the best conversion rate of going from Swiss. They were, like Everybody else was more like you know 20% of their people. CIS, 30 per, 35% of the people that were in there made the cut. Uh, or I don't the conversion rate the, was yeah. like thirty five percent of the cut, yeah, as opposed to twenty some odd percent of the Swiss field. It, it was something along those yeah, lines, yeah. right? A larger proportion of scum yes. players made it in in comparison to to CIS, how many not scum? Scum. CIS. Sorry, CIS. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, that's what I meant. CIS. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, they're good. It's a good list. It, who, it, who knew having a billion arcs with a lot of, I'll call them passive mods because you're sometimes you're using, not using your calculate, you're somebody else's calculate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only restriction is range one. You can stress yourself and still use someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that there wasn't more than one in the top eight given how strongly they were represented. Yeah, the proportion of factions in the top eight is very surprising mm-hmm. yes given that the proportion um you know there there was such a, a relatively high proportion of republic as well just in the in the day two as a whole mm-hmm. and it's very Zero surprising it. that none of them made it yeah yeah I, and i don't know if we want to talk about this right now or after we get through with the the top four but it's it's interesting how the lists or the the factions that are generally considered to be better and the factions that are generally considered to be worse were not represented in those ways in the top eight. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, we could talk about that in a little bit. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. We can we can talk about that at the end. Yeah, let's go ahead and get through uh, the the top four. Um, so the top four, um, we had Alex Farley with a Torkel, uh, Mux swarm thing um the standard uh torkel mucks standard torkel seymour and three curex uh-huh yeah Yeah. which is yeah don't joust me bro (laughs) (laughs) everyone jousted him apparently it's not a good call i saw him on stream a couple of times and everyone just he they would both drive up the side of the board turn in the center and drive towards each other i mean a a delayed joust but a a joust joust it's a a straight head-on joust with a rock or two in the way yeah Mm -hmm. yes a lot of a lot of X Wing is just modified joust, yes. you know. That's true. <laughs> yes. Generally speaking, that's what X Wing is. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um yeah. So that was that. And then we also had Mitchell Robb with four Star Vipers. Yes. All with Crackshot. Who has apparently been tearing up the East Coast. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, West Coast. Yes, West Coast. West Coast. If, if I could know directions. It's okay. I get east and west mixed up all the time too. Don't worry. <laughs> I think it's Rab, but I could be wrong. Oh, is it Rab? Is it Mitchell or Michael? Like, it's Mitchell. Is, is it Mitchell? It's Mitchell. Yeah, I copy-pasted I you, I this, can... so I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. I could pronounce that my, Michael. <laughs> I, I am. Mitchell. So, so you're perfectly capable of pronouncing it wrong. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I am very interested in, like, I, so the only match that I'd seen of this uh, four Star Vipers played before was him. And it was the top one at the hyperspace trial that he won where he just he stalled in a corner for like an hour and a half and then won in the last five minutes. That's, I think that's what he does every time. That's what he does every time. Uh, I mean, uh, it uh, seemed. So I did watch 
his two matches this morning when mm-hmm. I, you know when I woke up I watched those two matches because I was interested and I was told that he stalled I, he didn't stall as much as I thought he you, like yeah. as it was made up to me like he was doing it forever because I know that in my Murray Kentucky one there the the hyperspace trial there was an engagement for like 40 minutes you know we did. yeah <clears throat> and i don't but you two were jockeying for position yeah you the were both time. moving and trying to find yeah. a way to get in the way this kind of list is played which is the same way that the phantoms were played it's that old it's style of fortress, fortress thing of you have to approach me head on because y- you can jockey for position i have two board edges to protect my flank yeah. you cannot flank me whatsoever yeah. And I very much so dislike that. I, 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 don't, I don't like I, that either. I, I mean, cause... everybody does. But at the same time, the way the rules are right now, it's perfectly yeah. legal. And it's the correct choice yes, for Yes, it him. is. And if you're a jousting list or a beefy list, that doesn't bother you. But you and I, Dan, we play two-ship aces, aces. And there is no flank. It'd I be can't flank incredibly it. hard. So one of my ships is dying in the first engagement because all four of his are going to be pointing towards one or the other. Yeah. It's a 50-50 choice for me. Yeah, it... Uh... It leaves a bad taste in the mouth, and I yeah. think, as it is right now, as a community, all we can do is just you know, shake, our, w- wag our finger, <laughs> wag, wag our fingers out. It was what a, what I heard was that a lot of the chat was very against it. Oh, they the were chat very was unhappy. aggressively against but, it, and he pl- he was playing it correctly though. Yeah, yeah. That's, and I mean, that's the thing. give the man his props. Yeah. He played it correctly. He took four star vipers to top four at worlds, so good on him. Yeah, but I imagine almost every one of his matches was probably the same I'm way, sure. which yeah. It's, it sucks. It, yeah. So, but good for him. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like it's. I I, w- I want to say hey, good job. But then I'm also like, hey man, <laughs> develop another strategy so I don't have to have this awkward conversation where I can say don't do that. But you know, you can do that, but don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the correct choice, but please don't do that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then um, uh, the final match of the world championship was. Daniel Taylor, uh, with a sort of rebel salad thing, um, that had kind there of was beef. There was some kind of beef, kind of salad mix, beef salad. I don't know. It was, it was wedge. It was um, Jake. Jake Farrell. It was Braylon. Braylon. That's the other one. Yeah, Braylon, and then two Z. Lieutenant Blount specifically and in the Z ninety five and a generic generic Z, generic which is Z. called Bandit. Some Bandit. 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 That's, that's, that's right. One. Yes. Um. Yes. Not uh, a banana versus. <laughs> it is not a banana pirate. Versus um Ali Pocknell um with Vader, Whisper, and the Grand Inquisitor. Who, fortunately for all of us, managed to crack the code of the four star vipers. Yes, that's true. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes his uh, his top four match was against the the Star Vipers, and somehow with aces he got around that. I mean that yeah. that list is such as you guys were saying earlier. That list is such an ace killer um, because it's so hard to approach. Uh, yeah. He had to approach it head yeah. on. He yeah. was forced to. Well, yes, I mean, I, the little I saw of it was that he kind of eventually just had to drive into it and yeah. take some hits and then, then mix things up and get around, get around it. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, he did a little bit of stalling himself, which is sure. what you should do. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's because you can't engage. And mm-hmm. then uh, he went in there and he I, – I saw some questionable shots made uh, – target priority from the, the, the Star Viper swarm. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought that they should all laid into Whisper when they started shooting at the Grand Inquisitor, and that was weird to me. But, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, good on Ollie. Uh, he, like, he's – he won back-to-back – um, 
hyperspace trials with Fen and Three Fangs. So yes. the dude can fly. He mm-hmm. flies incredibly well. I would love to see those matches, but I don't think they exist on mm-hmm. streaming format. Um, I've looked for but, them. I couldn't find them. Uh, the Daniel Taylor, uh, I had to. I flew against him at Adepticon, and he was flying uh, Resistance Han and Wedge, uh, a list that I had flown once before for one tournament. I don't think it was any like hyperspace or anything like that but it's a good list and he flew incredibly well i beat him but he he made me work for it the entire time and he's i think the two-time imperial assault Imperial assault champ. champion yeah. yeah uh so the dude's got a brain he, he knows how to play play these games and that's i'm i was glad that he made the top table i'd have been fine with either ali or him winning and you know those were the two choices so that worked out yeah, yeah. It was in. A, they were commenting um, on the streams about how nice it was to see a classic, you know, Empire versus, Empire versus Rebels, Rebels. Yep. Uh, final. Yeah. <laughs> and the irony of the Imperial player being British. Yes, of course. And the Rebel player <laughs> being American. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. A repeat of the Revolution. Oh, yeah. Yes. But yeah, they sent no. their space wizards to uh, yeah. deal with us. Yes. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, but yeah, no wedge proven piece. He costs a little bit more now, but still good for his price still point. Solid. Braylon still good yes. at the price point. A little more wily that you because you have to clear actually clear your stress yeah. right you know? without Cassian Andor in the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that was problematic for him on a few turns. In, it was in both of those last two matches of his, but I mean he made it that yeah, far doing he it. Yeah. Out, yeah, and then Jake. Always a fun piece. I mean, typically he's tossing a focus to Wedge, I would assume. I, I didn't, yeah, that I was how what I mostly okay. saw was he was yeah. trying to focus on, on tried to getting keep Jake Wedge. Right next to yep. Wedge. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Following Wedge around everywhere he went. Yeah. Yes. yes. And then uh, was, uh, Lieutenant Blunt was the Z. L- Lieutenant Blunt was one of the Z's. Mm-hmm. That and were two. he's the one where if there's enemy at range one, which I assume was the bandit, mm-hmm. he gets an extra die correct. on attack. Yes, yep. that, that is correct. Yeah. Well, if I like, like what his ability is exactly, it's, but he it's, somehow gets an extra a, die. If, if a friendly friend... is range one of the enemy that he is shooting, okay, uh, he gets yes. an extra die. So yeah. when Wedge was range one of Vader there at the end, um, at the very beginning, got, yeah, at the very beginning, at the yeah. very beginning, oh my I, well, God. sorry, at the end of the day, but the very beginning of that match, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was what, what was wild. On our way home, Bob and I are you know driving back all the way to Missouri on our eight-hour mm-hmm. trip. And we just, you know, we were checking in on the matches because we don't want to blow through our data on our phones. So we, we pull it up, and so we fin- saw the end of one match, and then it was like, oh, it's Ali versus uh, Daniel in the final match. And I check in like thirty minutes later, and I was like, oh, Vader's gone, and it's just two shields and two hole on wedge. That's this game's over. Vader's the power hitter. Whisper's still great, mm-hmm. and, but the Inquisitor has to be a little cagier. Uh, so it's like the power hitter is gone and Daniel's still got most of his list. But And then I check in, you know, 30 minutes later and I'm like, what? wait, what? This game's still going on and it's going in Ali's favor. It's like, yeah. this yeah. is crazy. So I think it was the first round of engagement, wasn't it? That, that was the first round of engagement, that yes. That Vader died. Because wow. he, I mean, he Daniel converged, caught him out. Daniel converged all of his ships perfectly and... I believe Ollie thought there was going to be one more turn of, he of did jockeying. And yeah, he did say that afterwards because Vader did a one forward there. And I was sitting mm-hmm. there looking at that going, man, that was that was a risky move by Daniel to send Wedge that far up and yeah. to boost in even. Yeah. 
if Vader had done a, closed. if Vader had yes. done a three hard, th- and then he would have been able to afterburners boost and been a re- on the flank of his entire list, and mm-hmm. that's what I was yeah. expecting to have. And happened. that's what Ali but, said when they, said in the in the in the post interview um, afterwards. He said that those were the two choices that he was debating between: was did he go one forward and you know give it another round, or did he take that three hard and go for the flank? And yeah. he chose. He thought it was going to be one more round. He didn't expect that four forward from wedge, four forward boost. Yeah. Daniel um, risked it from for the wedge, biscuit, and he got that biscuit. Yes, <laughs> yes he <did>. buttery <laughs> Vader biscuit. <laughs> yeah. But then in the turns after that, Ollie denied him every single shot for oh, yeah. three or four rounds wow. yeah. while taking shots. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was incredible. I can't wait to watch this match. It was a, an amazing match. Great match to watch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds yep. like a, a world's top two table worthy match to watch. That's that's. I'm glad that the it, people got what they deserve. It was a fantastic <laughs> match. What really cracked me up... A, probably more than anything like the match was very enjoyable but it was quite entertaining to hear how much ffg doesn't actually know their game their oh, commentary yeah. was hilarious yeah. yes <laughs> I, I know that there's yeah because one that i heard i think in the star viper one versus ali uh he got the crit loose stabilizer which in first edition meant that you could do anything but a straight yes and then yeah. this one uh, well, Alex Davies was still s- stuck on the old one. The first edition. And he's like, oh, that dude's dead. Yeah. He's going to die. And because yeah. he had a uh, disabled power regulator and was going to do an ion move. He's like, oh, right. wow, that guy's just going to die. And he's like, well, no co comment. Who was it? I think it was another, it was another Alex. 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 Yeah, yeah, two yeah, Alex. Alex. Yeah. Alex Watkins, I think, is the other one. Yeah. Alex Davies and if, Alex Watkins. If they ever. Like, they need to hire an Alex Alex and a Brooks Brooks. <laughs> it's like, that will be the ultimate FFG right. employees. Yeah. No, the, the one that cracked me up the most, I think Ollie had Whisper Cloaked with another Evade token and Force Active. And one of the Alexes made a comment about how fragile Whisper is. It's like, wow, really? Phantoms? Fragile? Come on, now, man. Yeah. Haven't you guys learned by now that, right. whisper, that phantoms aren't? Didn't you fragile? watch Quad Phantom Meta? Yeah, yeah now you have uh, everybody's favorite Force user, Whisper. Right. <laughs> For nine points, you too can be a Force user yeah. well, oh, and generate crits. Right. I mean, uh, one thing I did notice is that there is no juke on that Whisper. So that's it's an interesting deviation. I mm-hmm. mean, but it's still stonkingly powerful instead of seven points for juke pay two points more for regenerating calculate token that generates crits right. yeah yeah so, plus passive sensors yeah. to deal with passive sensors so now you get target locks as well yeah, yeah. yeah. it's incredible no yeah, it's, that's, it, it's good it's a great build yeah um oppressive build but you know yeah, I, mean, I have my own feelings about well, that and you know <laughs> and the good thing about it is imperials of one worlds which means yeah. they're getting and imperial aces <laughs> all three yes. imperial aces and yeah. force using aces yeah, i mean i think that's yeah i think that's what he did is he took three of the best value aces out of imperials yeah. and put them together yeah. and made it yep. you know best value in terms of you know having force on them yes. um and best value in terms of you know yeah. abilities and all three force maneuverability, users, quote unquote. maneuverability, yes, there's that's high agility values, high yeah. agility, yeah, um, high attack values, even because the Inquisitor has yeah. his ability to turn into a three die attack. Yeah, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about just like what archetypes were made it to the top eight because yeah. I certainly thought yeah. because of how wonderful force is as a you know defensive and offensively potent, 
I, I say wonderful not as a this is a good game design space at its price point, but like wonderful if you're actually flying the list, it's wonderful for your list. Uh, mm-hmm. I totally expected to see Republic up in those top eight. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because, yeah, uh, I mean, if you were to pick the top two or three factions of what the general community understood to be the top two or three factions, you would have CIS, uh, Republic, and probably Imperials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imperials I think have, so. yeah. have been on top of everybody's and list. And with the bottom three, I mean, maybe Resistance, maybe Rebels, but definitely Scum mm-hmm. and definitely FO. FO. Yeah. It did bear out with FO because none of them actually made the cut. But three Scum lists mm-hmm. yeah. and two Resistance lists. It's incredible. I don't mm-hmm. feel bad for FO. They have optics fanatical lists, and they get two hits every single time. So I rolled blank focus. Oh, I get two hits. Sad. <laughs> Sad for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of course, I had to be damaged for that to happen. But it's just, it's really funny when it does happen. Yeah. yeah. Nor- normally, like when I was flying my Inquisitors, I would love to see that FO list because they, you know, it's like hmm. the the Inquisitors just don't take damage from two dice attacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know that was proven wrong by the five viewing list, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, so I, you I had don't know. you had bad dice, and you scrubbed out. Yeah. So officially, I, I'm the scrub again. You're a scrub. <laughs> yeah, I, I belong on the podcast. So do we need to go back through the AA meeting? And yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Mike Carey, and I'm a scrub. Yeah. <laughs> and I have bad dice, and that's that was the reason why I'm here. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm in denial. <laughs> I'm still in that first stage. Um, Perfect. Uh, but no, uh, definitely three. No, if you had, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have bet money on having three scum lists in the top eight. Absolutely not. Not, not scum. No. No. I no. knew Empire was going to be in the top yeah, somewhere. Empire, but but not scum. I and I didn't entirely expect rebels either. No, to be honest, not. because uh, rebel beef. I mean, not that rebel beef isn't still good. It's obviously fine still. It's but people just had fine. people had just moved on from it to such an extent, yeah. you know. Um, I think people got bored with it, but then also there's that thing where suddenly something gets nerfed and oh it's bad, but nobody actually tests it yeah. for some reason. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, it just and maybe it's part of it's just like it feels worse, you know, like yeah. so like for example, like when Lula went up, yeah. like I could still be flying you know the the four fives yeah. resistance it's still fine it doesn't have the crazy bid you know 8.9 point bid that it had before but it doesn't entirely need it in this meta anyway and i i could still be flying it but i'm not because it just doesn't feel as good yeah. and i i feel that exact same way about quad phantoms mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. quad phantoms is probably still a great list judging Shh. by judging by <laughs> judging by the quad star vipers yeah let's where, just move on let's just don't give them any ideas you can fortress in a corner and you, you can still fly them with crack shot so i imagine it's the same thing it's mm-hmm. just people are like oh it's not oppress- as oppressively good as it was yes. before mm-hmm. it probably but is still good though. the good news is Nobody actually listens to us, so nobody will hear Matt saying that. Yeah, good. yeah, good no, uh, you know, we'll wait until it'll be like six months down the line, and we have a listener base, and then people will be, you know, points will be different, and Claude Phantoms won't be able to happen. Hopefully I not. Know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yes, but I, I, I was happy to see that there was a variety of archetypes in the for sure in the top eight because we have a little bit of swarm, a little bit of beef a little bit of you know aces um i i feel like i feel like in general the game just feels really balanced right now and i think the i think 
the world's results bore that out. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very fair. Yeah, I think it's it's very healthy. Basic, just in general, my main commentary, just in on a general, and it didn't bear out too much, except for with the winning list that force is just a little strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is. yeah. Other than that, it's like it's yeah, hard to I feel healthy. I don't yeah. feel, there. I didn't go there and just see like if there was no points change, I feel like this would have been a rebel beef quad phantom mm-hmm. yes. worlds, oh, and that's all boring. I would have seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like somebody shared a post from the 2017 worlds lists, and it was all jump master. It was eleven out of the top sixteen were Paratani. Yeah, it was like Paratani, Dangaroo, or uh, some or quad uh, or three jump masters uh three contracted scouts it's like that's a disgusting meta and i'm glad we don't we didn't none of these are the same list the closest you get is the five A-wings five a wings and then three a wings and up, two pods up, yeah <laughs> two tide pods yeah. so it's like which it's it's flown different you They're know very it, different it, archetypes it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's 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 fantastic that we have such variety it is mm-hmm. so good job ffg even though you don't actually know what the, what happens in your game, yeah, I, I imagine that's because like, like specifically last year when they were making a lot of commentary during Worlds, it's like they're they're already on they were on version two of X Wing mm-hmm. while all of us have yeah. are are working are still operating on version one, so they're they're six months ahead. You know. And also, they're working on different games at the same time. Oh yeah, so that's very much true. As well. Other games, rules, yeah. and th- yes, they're a couple months ahead. Yeah. They're a few waves ahead. Mm-hmm. They're already playing with the yeah. next ships that are coming after Von Reg and that explodey fireball. Yeah, fireball. Very much explodey fireball. Very much explodey fireball. Yeah. All right, so one other thing I did want to talk about just in general overall meta terms is that there was a very high prevalence of crack shot in not only in like the top 16 but i assume also just in the field at large it's still a fantastic talent i mean it would do you think back to first edition Mm -hmm. and crack shot was what would be two points in in second edition and it was your entire arc Mm -hmm. it takes at least some talent to get it now or your mm-hmm. opponent has yeah. the, will have the choice of staying in crack shot or not right and it's still fantastic yes yeah. yeah for one point it's for great one filler. point mm-hmm. yeah for mm-hmm. sure and i don't think it needs to go up because two points no one's going to play it because it's a it seems to be a filler uh for squads but now that squads are going up into the high 190s almost straight to 200 throw a couple one point upgrades on your ships here and there and yeah. you're going to push one damage through yeah i if it stayed at one point i wouldn't be mad if it went no. up to two points i also wouldn't be mad either one i is feel fine. the same yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah and not just crack shot but then seer as well like the number of seer swarms as well which is more or less a variation of crack shot yeah, you know potent. um yeah so mm-hmm. i i think a lot of people I guess a lot of people at the top tier saw the value in that, um, yeah. which yeah, which does seem to indicate that it's at least worth considering yeah. increasing I, the price. I definitely price. think Seer is the best of the uh, CIS swarms, mm-hmm. and so I imagine he might go up a little bit in points mm-hmm. at some point. I wouldn't and, be surprised. And just CIS in general, I think a lot of the, what was holding them back was Rebel Beef and Quad Phantoms. And mm-hmm. yeah. and once those disappeared, everybody's like, these Separatists are actually really good when you don't have somebody just 
burning off all the focuses or that can just out joust it you know mm-hmm. or i say focuses calculates calculates yeah, yeah. you know yeah and because that's the funny thing it's not the nantex did not even make it into the top was it top 16 they didn't make it to or top i think it was out at top 32 out at, or I, out of top 32 yeah yeah yeah, that like none of the Nantex made it all the way. You know, it wasn't the Nantex. It wasn't the bombers. I mean, I do remember seeing one list that was fairly high up that had some bombers in it. But still, I mean, I I don't think it's been. It hasn't been the ship. Right. You know, like, that was one of my original thoughts on um, the Separatists was that well, you know, they they don't have enough variety of ships. You know, it's just a bunch of droid spam. You know, they need some more variety. But it, apparently it's <laughs> apparently not even not. that. <laughs> apparently they're fine. Mm, nope. You just need to take the alpha dogs out and the 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 next, the cream of the crop rises from there. Yeah. So back to uh, upgrades. Uh, snapshot and foresight. Uh, apparently there wasn't that much of it. Right, so I went and looked. There, there's not the data in List Fortress for day two is not complete, um, at least as of when I looked at it. But um, out of the 98 lists that were in there, 98 out of you know 100 and some that would have been in the top or in day I two think in the cut. In I the, think cut. the top cut was 98. Oh, was it 98? Yeah, I believe oh, so. I was really? thinking it was good. it was more than that. No, well, maybe I think I'm it was wrong. 98, and then they had a play-in round to get to a top 64. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, regardless, the the data in List for, Fortress for whatever that's worth, um, there was, there were four players with foresight and only one with snapshot, in the entire <laughs> in the top um, cut. Top cut. So maybe FFG actually priced it right, or maybe people just hate it so much that they aren't <laughs> bringing it. Like I because our so our experience at the. Uh, Springfield hyperspace trial um, a couple weeks ago. Springfield, Illinois, specifically. Yes, specifically Springfield, Illinois hyperspace trial. Um, I mean, our experience there was that it was kind of oppressive and obnoxious. I mean, it didn't win. It didn't win the tournament, but... It it was very obnoxious, but it was obnoxious from the perspective of two-ship ace play. Sure. So I don't know... I mean, maybe from the perspective of more of a beefy list, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, much I suppose at all. it wouldn't have as much of an impact on a beef, but it would also be harder, or it would also be easier to proc it, to proc it yeah. if you were going against uh, some kind of beefy, swarmy thing. So, so in particular, the list that you guys played there was Vader and three Inquisitors with foresight. So, yeah, so the foresight list that we saw was a passive sensor Vader with three foresight Inquisitors, and at least in the games that we played, that foresight every time it procced was two paint every single time. And it yeah, became when you're two rolling heads well, when you're rolling well on foresight, yeah. it gets oppressive. Uh, but yeah. there also was a uh, Paul Chapel flying Boba and Crassus Trellix yeah. with snapshot. So he had snapshot out the front and the back. That, yeah. And I landed in that over and over and over right. again. Until I killed Crassus, I landed in it every single turn. Uh, and I repositioned outside of the arc and, you know, shot him with no return shot, but he to get already there. shot me. Yeah. To yeah. get there, you Yeah, to get there, get. I had to, I basically landed in range two every time, and then I would barrel roll over and target lock. And I killed Crassus pretty quickly, but after he took, like, four or five damage off of me, yeah. like, the very first time he did it, it, he rolls two hits, I rolled two blanks. And then, like, the next time he did it, he rolls two hits, and I roll one blank and a focus, and I had to spend a force, which, yeah. again, I'm, you know, I was playing Jedi, so I had that lucky, uh, the lucky hoe I had, I could actually modify. So yeah. that was nice, but if it wasn't a Jedi, that would have been two more damage. Yeah. yeah. 
it was it was kind of annoying yeah no i'm well i am glad i am glad to see that there's another fire spray that's viable now mm-hmm. right uh, <laughs> oh yeah I, after, after that game shot is pretty decent. after that game I, I pulled out list fortress and started just building crassus lists yeah. like all right how many crazy annoying yeah. snapshot lists can i make but i mean it's eight points on him so i mean yeah but on a medium base Range two out the front mm-hmm. and the back yeah, is like a huge, lot of variance. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, but, and then of course and then it and can it, also and completely fail you the entire time. So yes, mm-hmm. it is subject to variance in in both directions. But sure. yeah, it's it's just a little. And you know, I suppose also too, as if it becomes prevalent, people will get more used to dodging. Um, to dodging that stuff. Dodging works. is very hard but because dodging is their ship is sitting there. And if I, if I move after their ship, I have to figure out or assume where their ship is going to go and then also see visually where that arc is going to end up. That, yeah. And then where's my ship going to end up? Yeah. And that's so hard you to do. You may end up taking the suboptimal move just to yeah. avoid it. Mm-hmm. But that w- just forcing you to do that yeah. is a win in and of itself. Yeah, to, to not get yeah. the favorable engagement because you're just trying to avoid that snapshot. I just took it. Yeah. I, I just drove into it and was like, I'm I'm going to beat him on the damage race, and if I can get one of these fire spreads off the board, I can. I know I can outmaneuver his boba because I move after him. Yeah. And that's what, exactly what happened, and he, he knew it was going to happen. He used to play Jedi, uh, so he was... He was like, I, I know what's going to happen here, <laughs> but let's have fun. And we had a really good, fun game with you know, some Chapel's friendly awesome. banter. Yeah. yeah. He's a cool dude. But, uh, but yeah, I, it was annoying, though. Yeah. I, but I flew into it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess I was I was surprised that, that no one sort of cracked some kind of code for foresight or snapshot that would have, you know, made it uber competitive. Um, I was... I was surprised that it didn't get um, get any further than what it did at Worlds. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I feel like there's if, even at the you know seven or eight or whatever points, I I still think there's room for someone to make it nasty yeah, for sure. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do we want to talk about Springfield, Illinois, a little bit? We might as well. We have time. Um, do you are you willing to talk about uh, the uh, the top four experience, uh, Dan? Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, the Springfield, Illinois hyperspace trial was a little bit odd. Um, I think what they had going on is in order to fulfill the FFG requirement of being able to have sixty four people play in a hyperspace trial. Uh, they split the tournament into two separate days. So there was a day 1A and a day 1B because they could only fit about 32 players. Um, Unfortunately, they had 15 people on day 1A and 10 people on day 1B. Uh, So a grand total of 25 people between the two days, and it made the top 16 cut a little awkward. Very easy to get in. (laughs) Yeah. Because there were three people from day 1B that didn't wind up coming back for the cut, 
uh, essentially all you had to do was show up and not drop on day 1B and you made it into the cut. I, yeah, I was um, I was one of those guys that didn't make it cuz I had the bubble gut. Right. So a guy at Worlds actually came up and said, "Hey, thanks because of you I got dice." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like I, I appreciate you not coming. Was, was that uh, Nick Sperry by any chance? I guess that's his name i, I didn't catch his name okay. my, i assume it's the guy that took your because there was a guy that took it was the guy okay took so then that was nick no yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a great guy it's yeah. Just, yeah. he was nice he uh, catch his name. he is the one who edits all of dion's vid, uh stream games oh fantastic yeah i did not know that yeah very yep. cool yep. yeah he was he was good fun to talk to yeah he was a super yeah. nice guy but and also, a scum player but also tyler tippett was also uh, yeah. made it into the top 16 yeah yeah he yeah. and i played and each dropped. other yeah. and yeah. he dropped as well yeah. yeah and also uh st louis's yeah. uh tim wharton was tim wharton. was top of swiss and said hey yeah. i'm not hilarious show up. No. So. Yeah. so i think out of the top four from your day one person of the top four showed up yeah you yeah. know is mm-hmm. i mean tyler said that he had you know plans that night and then uh, Tim had stuff with his kids mm-hmm. the next day, yeah. and I had the bubble gut, so I got no sleep that night. So, yeah, is what it is. So the other three of us yeah. made it into the top eight on the first day by actually having to beat a top fifth or a fifteen player field. Yeah, they would be. You just had to show up, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it would it would have been nice had all of us made it because because the, then there cool. would have been six people from Arch Alliance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. could have been at the max. Yeah. yeah, six people in the top cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Would have been good. I uh, mean, out of a field of, what, 23, well, 24? 25, all told, yeah. Uh, seven, because of Blake. No, Blake, no, Blake is one Blake of the, one was of the, counted one of the count. Yeah. So There were four of us that... There were there were four of us... Sorry, with, sorry. Yeah, uh, math, you math, math is hard. Yeah, math is hard. So, yeah, so there so were there still four of us there. Five of us, and uh, would have been six, because math. Yeah, sorry, math is hard. Yeah, so, anyways, top four... The top... my. Top four game at the tournament was actually against Blake, mm-hmm. um, which was sad. But I had an, a somewhat awesome experience, but it was kind of bittersweet because uh, I got a chance to have Finn Rao one-shot Darth Vader off the board, which was just <laughs> fantastic. Uh, took two crits in the meantime, you know, but to actually a, get that. But, but that's a trade you'll take. Oh my gosh, yes, I will take that trade all day long. Uh, and then Fen died pretty shortly thereafter, and it left a hundred and ten point Gurry against Merrick, Merrick. Steele and Vermeil. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're moving second, and so I'm moving you'll... second. So it was, yeah, I, I, it was a fun game to a degree, but also not fun because like Blake and I both knew that there there was nothing that he could do. Yeah. Um, and then on top of all of that, to add insult to injury, I couldn't get hits for anything. So it just I would took have forever. I would have range one outmaneuver shots on Merrick after I killed Vermeil, and get my focus token, and roll one hit, and three blanks, or <laughs> three blanks and one focus, and spend my focus to get one hit, which he would evade. Uh, eventually, he got tired of tired enough of it that he just flew Merrick off the board. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's just save everybody some time, right? You guys yep. can get something to eat in the meantime and wait for the top two. Yeah, and the the other top four match was Patrick Shaw flying that Vader and three Inquisitors with with foresight list versus the eventual winner of the tournament. Spoiler alert: uh, Jeff Wake 
who had a naked Kylo and two of the I2 SFs, both with optics, and two naked FOs, uh, the I1s. Mm-hmm. Epsilons, maybe? I don't know. I sure. don't pay much yeah, attention to that. Epsilon sure. Squadron Cadet. I think yeah, is yeah, is. yeah. That sounds about right. Um, and obviously, Jeff wound up beating Patrick to uh, by a couple of points. He beat I think. me, and then he beat Patrick. Yeah. And then he... mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. That me. that was an interesting uh, game over there because it was happening, and there's a bunch of ships still on the board, and it's like I don't know who just right. won there. The, their last turn was explosive and a bunch of ships started getting deleted and then they started doing math and Jeff won by a couple points. I think he won by a few points. I don't remember how many points he won by, but it was a fairly narrow margin. Um, So then I set up against him and uh, we started playing and first round of engagement, I made a terrible mistake and uh, that was, that was about it. That was the game. That was pretty much it. I, I, Tried an advanced sensors barrel roll with Gurry that failed and landed me tokenless range two of pretty much his entire list. Mm-hmm. Not where she wants to be. Not where she wants to be. So the end result of that game was uh, I made a mistake. Jeff didn't make a mistake. I lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how did you feel getting the top two? Did the, is that cool? Top two was good. I am happy that I made it to top two. Um, I felt I feel like that should be a winnable game for me, and I'm you made pretty disappointed with yeah, myself that yeah. I made that mistake. Well, um, I mean, but you're... you know, is what it is. Yeah. All right. With those two ship lists, you know, those mistakes when they do happen, they're, costly. they're just yeah. they're, they're just costly. so it's costly. The reason why we call them yeah. Razor's Edge. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, that's what happened to me against him as well. I had a fifty fifty choice of. I can bring Anakin in here this turn, or I can postpone it one more turn. And he bet on me turning in that turn. Yeah. And his entire ship, his entire list is range one of Anakin, and boom, gone. Yep. Done. And that's game over. (laughs) No regen for you. (laughs) No regen. Well, Anakin, to be fair, Anakin did not die. No, he lived, but but... he's, he's all but dead when he lives with one health, and then I'm forced to run around uh, you did some pretty crazy regen. arc dodging uh, trying I to get around dodged, and arc you dodged, regen a couple different shields and got them taken back off but those like... sfs are mini They're pain. those bow tie arcs yes, yes. Yeah. The little bow tie arcs little and tiny fire sprays little, with and they get two hits every single yep. time <laughs> yep they do little tiny fire sprays uh-huh. with very good offense but yeah yeah so congratulations to jeff wake for yeah, winning uh, yeah. the springfield illinois yes hyperspace indeed. We say not, Springfield, Illinois, for yeah, specific reasons. Say, not to be confused with the Springfield, Missouri hyperspace trial, which was actually the weekend of worlds, confusingly. Yeah, it's so like we know that the hyperspaces are scheduled by FFG. Mm-hmm. It's weird that they would do that on the weekend of worlds right yeah. I, did they schedule them before they knew what weekend worlds was going to be because there I, was I a period imagine. of time where we didn't know for sure which weekend worlds Who was going to be but i think they may have done that before they i but, mean they've had hyperspace trials pretty much every weekend so yeah, yeah. that's also true they so are that, they so, are just about every weekend so that's probably the reason why is mm-hmm. they probably did it every weekend yeah. yeah yeah so speaking of that hyperspace trial um we would like to congratulate arch alliances mark myers for taking the trophy on that competition fantastic he 
and he changed his list up at the last moment. <laughs> he was flying. Uh, Seems Republic. to be a good thing to do. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> and then he, uh, he, I mean, he went with Poe, who he had a love affair with in first edition, and then uh, I was also flying. I think Lulo in Snap Composure Snap. Tim yeah. and Wexley. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It, it is uh, ironically very classic Mark Myers that he created a chat of some of the uh, some, some of Arch Alliance's uh, more renowned players to talk through list building and find a list that was going to be good and not necessarily something that he loved, but good so that he could do well at the tournament, fine-tuned it, talked through it and talked through it and talked through it, and then didn't play it. <laughs> and took Poe with BB-8. <laughs> BB-8 Poe for the win. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. And I'm so glad for him. He's... I. I I think he's the person in St. Louis that has put in more hours playing X-Wing than anyone. So I'm yep. happy that he, true. he won one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. So, yeah. yeah. So he'll be going to Worlds next year, hopefully. As yeah. long Congratulations, as, Mr. As Myers. As long as he gets enough uh, wife points. Yeah, start saving up those <laughs> yeah, wife points start now. Start saving up those wife points right now. Yep. He is the, the first Arch Alliance member to get his 2020 Worlds invite. Oh, sad, Dan. Oh, sad. <laughs> so close. So I close. Know. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, I'm sure we're running over an hour by this point or around that. No, no, not not over an hour. Wow. All right. Well, we, we did well with uh, planning an hour's worth of content then. Okay. So we will wrap it up there, and uh, we will see all of you in about two weeks, where we will talk about some topic yet to be determined. <laughs> good night, everybody. Have a good one. Farewell. Are you brainless? No, not really, no. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Don't do that again. Many Gungans will be killed. Ah, Lucifer is well seen.